Arms. Anyone? Boy, I hope I I look all right today. It sounds like there's there's a big crowd. Uh, this is exciting. I've got my best outfit on. <laughs> Who am I kidding? This is the only thing I got. This is this is nothing. Oh, where's ah? Here we are. Here we here we are. Ah, my spot. Oh, oh, welcome. Welcome to my city, Jerusalem. Actually, welcome to my little spot, so to speak, in the city. Uh, It's not much, but it's pretty much worn down. But it is mine, and I've been here for quite some time. Uh, You know, one of the things you probably noticed as you were coming in was the beggars lined on the gates. Uh, It's something that everybody sees. We're kind of like the welcome party, although we're not really very welcome. There's a number, some blind like me, some lame, others with other kinds of chronic sicknesses of some kind, all uh, with our hand out looking for a hand out. And unfortunately, we're not thought of much of anything and we don't usually get much of anything. It's basically one of those things that the need just becomes so much greater than what we actually have, people giving. Anyway, sometimes you got to think of something creative, something different to try to get notice for somebody to give to you. And you know what I've thought about? Is I thought, let me, let me try singing songs. And what's that, Levi? Uh... You're such a wise guy. No. This is not request night. Levi, the guy's usually beside me, he he keeps telling me, he keeps thinking, I should sing, Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. Uh, I keep trying to tell him the truth about this. That's not a good song for me. It's... It's just not cool that he keeps bringing it up. Uh, and I don't know if this is going to work. I'm going to try it today. But I've tried a lot of things through the years because I'm pretty much a fixture here. Uh, I can remember part of the reason I've survived so long was I've got tips, uh, so to speak, of the trade from old beggars long ago when I was just a little boy right here at this spot. Yeah, I started that long ago. It always helped. They said to not appear to be a hopeless case. You know, smile. People don't like to give to lost causes. And let's face it, somebody born blind like I uh, are often seen as lost causes. But smile, even if you're dying inside, smile. Uh, so, well, you know what? Uh, that kind of reminds me of a, a song. Maybe I could do that song, and that, that might work. It's, a, it's an old standby. 
Maybe some of you have heard of it. It's, it's, it's called If You're Happy and You Know It. Uh, I think that maybe that would get some people to... Let me, let me just try that. If you're happy and you know it, open your hands. If you're happy and you know it, open your hands. If you're happy and you know it, give me money, then you'll show it. If you're happy and you know it, open your hands. If you're happy and you know it, open your hands. If you're happy and you know it, open your hands. If you're happy and you know it, give me money and we'll show it. If you're happy and you know it, open your hands. Okay, everybody! If you're happy and you know it, open your hands. If you're happy and you know it, open your hands. If you're happy and you know it, give me money, then you'll show it. If you're happy and you know it, open your hands. There, how about that? Yeah, 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 right, right here. Yeah, here. Oh, oh. just go ahead. And, that's an old standby. I'm sure some of you probably heard that one before, you know, and, and, and some of my regulars, so to speak. I, I know it's hard to believe to think through that. I don't know what you call them, givers, customers, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, there's certain people that through the years have always seen me here and they they try to throw a little something extra in, and, and that's always good to having those people like that. In fact, uh, 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 Shalom, Jonas. Uh, yes, yes, I knew it was you. Yeah. Well, first of all, I could feel your shadow, just one of you, not all three of your brothers uh, together. Uh, and I could also smell you. The fish, you're a fisherman. Let, let, wait, wait a minute. Let me guess. Today it's tilapia that you were fishing for. I know, I know. I'm amazing. I, I know. I don't know. I don't know how I do it. Yeah. I, I, listen. Hey, um, I'm working here. You could just kind of show me the money. <laughs> well, thank you. God bless you, Jonas. God bless you. Oh, you know. And I, actually, this little bit that I get, it's not bad considering there's some days I can go with. Uh, nada denari, nothing coming in. Oh, but it, it could be a good day. Unfortunately, things just get bad for others. It get bad for us. And and the real thing is, if you blind and beggar, those two words are actually one in my time. I would really hope as time goes on, it would not be so. They don't let me work. I, I, they, I can beg. They can't work because I'm, I'm blind. They take your dignity. You know it, it, what it feels like? It feels like I'm stuck in a hole. And, and, and people come walking by, so to speak, and, and a few notice that I'm in that hole, and they throw some money down in the hole, which makes them feel good, and they just keep on walking by. Maybe that helps that day. But you know the next day? I'm still in the hole. Nothing's changed. I don't know. Where's real help? That doesn't hurt 
It's just strange. To be honest, if if I could just see, I I would work. I I, I would want to even now. I I want to uh, feel good about myself. Uh, I just wish somebody could show the way to live life like you're really alive. You know? There's got to be a different way than what I'm doing. You know what? That that reminds me of another song. Maybe this will work and it'll get a few people over here and they they will look, hopefully, give. I hope I hope so. Blind man sat by the road and he cried. A blind man sat by the road and he cried. A blind man sat by the road and he cried, saying, Oh, show me the way. Show me the way. Show me the way. Sat by the road and he cried. That's for you, Levi. Wise men sat by the road and he cried. Wise men sat by the road and he cried, saying, Oh, show me the truth. Show me the truth. Show me the truth. And the A lame man sat by the road and he cried. A lame man sat by the road and he cried, saying, Oh, show me the light. Show me the light. Show me the light. And the What's that, Levi? It sounds a little, uh, it sounds a little sad and, and hopeless. <laughs> Duh, look at our lives. <laughs> sounds a little sad and hopeless. That's the story of our life. Nobody has the answers. Nobody knows the way. Nobody has life. You know, we got people along here that are in constant fear. I'm sure in in your day that's probably not something you have to worry about. In fact, I I know there are people right along this line of beggars that are not even sure whether they're going to make it to be alive tomorrow. I'm not really worried about that. I'm not afraid of, not because I made it this far, but if, if I can be honest with you, I'm not concerned about whether I'm going to be alive tomorrow because I don't feel alive today. I'm not. I'm just existing. I know, I know, sing happy songs. 
You fake it so you can make it through. But I'm just singing with my voice. There's, there's no song in here. I got nothing. No life song coming out of me. And I always face it. It's not the blindness that kills you. Oftentimes it's really not the starvation. What kills you is that you're already dead inside. And nothing feels like it's going to change. There's got to be a way. There's got to be more to this life than just the pain of every day, what we experience. You know, some of the worst pain, even, it, it can be with people. Well, when people cause you what happens. And what's ironic is oftentimes it's, it's the religious people. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I believe. I believe in God. And, and don't misunderstand. The religious people are some of the people who give the most. Mostly are the ones giving. But, you know, when they do it, they're, they're, they give out of duty. Like to score points to get to heaven. Or they give out of guilt. But it's rare that somebody actually gives because they actually personally care about me. They don't. In fact, sometimes as they walk away, I can hear the young kind things that they say. I don't know if they think because I'm blind that therefore I must be deaf too. But I hear. Speaking of which, I can hear some religious people coming now. They're the uh, Jesus disciples. I mean, I heard good, good things about Jesus. I, I can hear them coming, and uh, if I could see, I'm guessing they're standing right over there. And one of those uh, disciples is pointing at me, and he's saying, Master, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he's blind? Oh, great. Another topic of debate or derision, whichever, who sinned. I, have, I heard all kinds of answers. Some are some of the most stupid. And don't, I understand. Sometimes sin and suffering go together the same way fire and smoke. You see smoke, you see suffering. Yeah, sometimes there's self-inflicted pain that we can cause out of the consequences of our own choices. But really... What, I, 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 I'm blind because I sinned in the, my mother's womb? Or I'm blind because of my parents? Well, that seems pretty stiff. I'm the one having to pay for that. The fact is, all have sinned. Um, although I am a little curious as to what this Jesus is going to say. You know, the word on the blind vine is that he's said some pretty amazing things and done some pretty amazing things. Ah, he's helped people. I mean, helped them in not, in not in a hurting way. He's helped them actually get out of the hole that they're in. And, and so I'm... Uh, okay. Jesus answered. And it wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, he said, this isn't about fault or blame. It's not about fault or blame. It's about God's purpose in all of this. It's about the opportunity for God to, to shine through this. You know what? I, I, I guess I've always accepted my fate. 
But I can't say that I've ever thought about what is my purpose in this? What is God's purpose for me in all of this? Uh, like I said, I, I believe, I, I do believe in God. And, and actually in this that moment right here, I, I shot up a quick prayer. Jesus is right over there. That's the closest I've been to hope in years. And then he spoke to me. He came over, he spoke to me. Not like many people speak at me. He spoke to me with kindness in his voice that cared. And then... He knelt down to my level. And he did something that you're probably going to think is strange. He spit on the ground. Not not once, but many times. And I could hear he was like taking this mud clay mixture with the spit and was uh, mixing it together, which is kind of ironic. I mean, if you think about it, God formed us out of the dust in creation. What is Jesus doing? Is he forming eyes for me? I don't know. But what happened next is, I know for some of you, if you live in a uh, some kind of sterile, disinfectant, antibacterial wipe kind of generation. Hopefully not. Uh, but if you do, you know, uh, this whole spittle stuff, uh, you know, mud and mixes, we call it spittle. It probably seems pretty disgusting and not very hygienic. But, you know, in my day, things were different. Why? Why? If a kid got dirt on his face, mom would spit on her hand or on a piece of cloth and wipe it off. In fact, this whole thing with this, this, this spittle, if somebody famous had this spit, mud, ice, av mix, why, that was seen as pretty special. I'm not saying it's a cure-all. I'm not saying I don't know what that is. In fact, all of this was... i got to tell you, what happened next made me a little nervous. He took that mud mixture and he spread it all over my eyes. Now, it didn't make me nervous that he was putting mud and spit. That's not the... What made me nervous was that he touched me. People don't touch beggars. They don't touch beggars. And as he put that on me, he told me to to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. Now, of course... (laughs) Telling me to go wash was not a big deal. It was definitely something I was going to do as the mud was already starting to dry and kind of cake my whole eyes closed. But he said to go to the pool of Siloam. Well, that's the scent pool. He, the scent one, is sending me. I know all ironic, but it wasn't funny. You know why it wasn't funny? Because that's on the complete other side, south side of the city. That's a long walk for someone who's blind. It's also a long walk for someone who's blind that's got mud all over him that's going to get some comments, I'm sure. You know, at first I I didn't really understand because it's like I've heard that Jesus, he he could, he he at times just touched people and they were healed. Or other times he just spoke a word and, and, and they were healed. But he was doing it this way. And I guess sometimes that's the way God works differently with different people. As I thought about it, 
He made a choice to do it this way because that left me with a choice. A choice I had to make right then and there. To decide whether I was going to get up from this prime space. Now really from this place I've been most of my life. Was I going to get up out of this place I've been most of my life? I know it sounds strange, but it's a comfort zone. Even in my begging and blindness, it's, 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 a, it's what I've known. And to leave the life I've known and to walk by faith and not by sight literally. You know, it wasn't convenient. What Jesus was asking was not comfortable. But it was crucial. I don't know that the pool had anything to do with it, but I stood up. I needed to show. I needed to show that I trusted in Him and that I would obey Him. And as I walked to the pool of Siloam, I couldn't help but thinking, I can see if this is what that's going to be, if I could just see, then my life is going to change. It's going to change forever. It's going to be so different and I'm going to be accepted and I'm going to be able to do things that I haven't been able to do and I'm just it's just going to be so great. And then, then as, I was, uh, as I was washing the mud off, As I began to wash the, the, the mud off, all of a sudden, there was a pain. I'm thinking, how is this? This doesn't seem right. I, healing, my, I, it was hurting. And I realized, you know, it wasn't the mud. It wasn't actually a, a physical. The pain was light. I'd lived in darkness for so long that the light, the light was hard to take at first. But, but then, then I could see. I, I could see. I could see. <laughs> I could see. I, I kind of went crazy. You know, uh, it was just that everybody, people started gathering around and one was going on. I needed to go back to where I wanted to go back and tell everybody there. I wanted to go back and find Jesus. And, 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 and so, you know, I, I headed back and um, I ran back. <laughs> I, that, I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> Actually, never. Uh, and I ran and, 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 and they get there and, and it's like people were like, Oh, hey, has, that's the mind. Aren't you the one who was who was born blind? And, and then somebody else says, Nah, that's not him. Nah, that's, yes, 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 it's me. It's me. How can you how can you not see that it's me? How do you not know? And somebody's got to know. And Jonas, it's you. Oh, Jonas, it's so good to actually see you. Although you look a little shorter and a little older than I thought, and Maybe you got a little more right here. Uh, Jonas, it's so good. Tell him. Tell him who I am. What do you mean you're not sure? Am I really the, the one? No. You got me. I'm really his twin brother, Brock, who has come to take the family fortune. Oh, 
Who's blind now? How can you not see that? It, it took a little bit of time, and for the most part, people began to get it. But it did cause some other problems. And I, I was excited to, to what Jesus had done for me and to follow him to find out. And, and, and you know, one of the things that happened, I remember the Sunday, the, the, the Sunday that... Um, Jesus came riding in on a donkey into Jerusalem. And people shouting, celebrating. This huge parade welcomed him as a king. The, to be the king. It was a great sight that I could actually see with my own eyes. To see who Jesus really is. But apparently that wasn't what everybody saw. You know, it wasn't that many days after that they came and took Jesus by the dark of night. Hiding what they were doing. uh, Putting on this trial, so to speak, just as a big cover-up for the campaign they've always had against him. I know what that's like. I know that's how they work. This is not some conspiracy theory. I was there. I say, you know, I, I said when I was able to see and everybody was asking questions, well... The Pharisees called me into their court. I had to come in and sit down, and they were going to ask me all these questions. I, you know, wouldn't they rejoice what God has done? I'm seeing. No, 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 no. They were upset. That they were really worked up because Jesus had worked on the Sabbath. I guess because he was making mud pies for my eyes. I don't know. With all their self-made religious rules. And and Jesus had gotten under their skin long before that. And they were just out to get him, I know. And they kept pressing me for answers, pressing me. For answers that they really didn't want to hear, especially from some illiterate, illogical kind of freak like me that obviously I was. But you know what? They were the ones freaking out. They were freaking out saying I was spreading fake news. I was spreading good news. Good news. That's what I was spreading about what had happened. Uh, they even brought my parents in for questioning, if you can believe that. Although I thought, well, now I, I can see, maybe my parents would actually want me. You know, maybe things would be different. Not so much. You know, I always felt like they wished I was never born. And now they were acting like I never really was born. Although impressed, they had to admit, yeah, I was their son. And I was born blind. You know, they, they didn't defend me. Not at all. I finally get what I've always wanted, to be able to see. I finally get that. And it's like nothing's changed. Except for the fact that I can see that there's a lot more people that are blind than me. I, I, I don't know. The leaders just kept pushing me. They kept pushing me with a question after question, although it made me, it, it did make me think about who Jesus was. I mean, they were asking and asking like I was an expert, but I mean, he was someone who cared, who was kind, who had love. He was, he was more than just a, a good teacher. He was more than just a great prophet. I mean, you think about what he's done and opened the eyes of the blind and so many other things we've heard. He's obviously the Messiah, the, long, the one that we've longed for and waited for. This is the one. And the Pharisees, 
I mean, they just got upset about all this and they started yelling probably the same way they're yelling at Jesus right now in that trial over there. They started yelling. They just speak the truth. Give glory to God. All I can tell you is that I'm an actual eyewitness of what Jesus did. I was blind, but now I see. I don't know how much simpler it can get. He obviously came from God. No one's ever opened the eyes of one born blind, ever. You know what? It gives me an idea for a, for a, a, a second part to that song as I think about that. Remember that song that Levi thought was a little hopeless? What if... What if ended like this? Jesus stood by the road and he cried. Jesus stood by the road and he cried. Jesus stood by the road and he cried, saying, a better ending to that song although in many ways it's not an ending it's a new beginning a new beginning he is the way the truth and the life and i'm not just saying that it's not just coming from me i actually heard jesus say that and in fact in the very same sense that he said he was the way the truth and the life he said but no man no one comes to the father except through him there's such hope now, well, as it happened, I heard the trial didn't go as expected, or maybe it did. It didn't turn out the right way for Jesus. And they were taking him away. Again, not much of a surprise there, because it didn't turn out good for me. Remember I said I was there with the, uh, the Pharisees, and they just kept pushing me and pushing me until actually, they were just pushing me until actually I said, why do you keep asking me questions? Do you want to follow him too? <laughs> I asked that in such a serious way. I kept a serious face when I asked them that. I know that was probably not the right question, but I had pretty much had it and what they were asking. And I just said, do you want to follow him too? Although, you know, as I thought about it, I hadn't actually verbalized that. It hadn't come out. I guess what was in my heart was that I was following Jesus. I wanted to follow Jesus. Oh, they certainly didn't. And they kicked me out. They didn't just kick me out of the court. They kicked me out of everything, including the temple. Which again, it's ironic. I I don't get this. Like all my life, I wasn't able to go all the way into the temple and to worship God because I was imperfect. I was blind. And now that I am, now that I can go in, I can't. It's like they're keeping me from God. But not really. 
You can't keep me from Jesus. Hey, I decided to follow Jesus. You know, I, I thought that if I could just see, then everything would be better. If we could just get what we want to get our, our, our solution to whatever it is, the cure-all of all of life's problems. You know, if we could just get what we'd hoped for. That doesn't always work out. Especially because sometimes what we're hoping for is not the right thing. In some ways, my situation did not change. The people around me did not change, but I did. I changed. I see things differently now than I've ever seen before. And, and it's strange. I, I, I got what I wanted. Even though I wasn't find, didn't even know I find what I was looking for, Jesus found me. Literally and spiritually, you know, after the Pharisees and the whole court thing with me, Jesus came and found me and, and he... He basically came and asked, Hey, do you believe that I am the Messiah, the Savior? He was asking me for a commitment then, and the commitment already made in my heart. And I said, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I believe. What's that? No. 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 No, no way. There's just... No. Just... It can't be true. You know, as bad as I felt about being treated by those Pharisees, apparently the result of the court was not that they kicked him out. They were going to kill him. I mean, they got the Romans involved. They're going to crucify him. He's actually being crucified like a common criminal. They they just told me right now. I just can't believe that. I, I, I can't believe it. And so I had to go see for myself. And as I went over there, and I looked, I know this is hard to believe, but I almost wish that I just couldn't see anymore. Because I didn't want to see that. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I didn't want I mean, he was, he was beaten so badly, it was almost hard to recognize, but you could still see the look of love in his eyes. And you could still hear that kindness in his voice as he said, after all that they had done to him, after all that they were saying all around, he says, Father, forgive them. Uh, he loved to the very end. In fact, Love was the very end. I think about all the pain that I've gone through in my life and complained about it, I know. But it's nothing compared to what Jesus is enduring on that cross. And in the midst of all that, He could forgive? How much more do I need to forgive for the pain in my past so many have caused? How could they not see who they were crucifying? I I, I don't understand that they're all blind. I I deserve to be on that cross way more than him. He's innocent. He's done nothing. He's as innocent as a lamb being led to the slaughter. Just like Isaiah 
tells us, the prophet, I don't understand the torment that seemed to go even beyond physical for Jesus. I came to realize that this was our sacrifice lamb for my sin. Nothing to do with him. He was taking our punishment. He was taking our place. Like I said earlier, we all have sinned. All of us by something we've said or done or thought. We've all sinned. And God's word says that the penalty for that is death. The punishment for that sin is death, except right now Jesus is taking the death penalty for us. You know, God's word goes on to say, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. A gift freely given. But you know that has no meaning unless it's also freely received. He's given it. But do we receive it? It means nothing. We haven't. And I know that I receive that gift, Jesus. That commitment to Him that I can find pardon and find forgiveness. Uh, Not by anything that I could possibly do, but by what He's done right there on the cross. And the strangest thing happened to me. I mean, it was, uh, I just felt like crushing pain of everything that I was seeing. And yet in that moment, it was like this, this, this weight was lifted off. As I looked upon him on the cross, and I wish everyone could see, that Jesus, I see. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light. Of his glory and grace. You know, days after, a couple days after, the next few days, I got to tell you, I felt numb. I couldn't believe what I'd seen. Now, don't misunderstand, I, I, I... I didn't doubt who Jesus was. I didn't doubt what Jesus had done for me in any way. But not just a why, but what? What what, what do we do now? 
What does this mean? Where, what, what, what's supposed to happen? Hey, just what, what, what? What's that? What? What? Oh, no, no, no. What? Uh, okay, well, uh, early in the morning, apparently there was a buzz. Early this morning, there was a buzz among the disciples that turned into a roar. And uh, it seems some of those disciples had gone to the tomb where Jesus' body was laid. And get this, I know it's going to be hard to believe again, but the tomb was empty. And there was some angel there that told them, He is not here. He is risen from the dead just like he told you. He's alive. Yeah, I mean, really. He's alive. <laughs> he's alive. He is. He's alive. Ah, and at that moment, there was something that just burst within me that I finally really felt alive. Not just eternal life, but a, a new life. There was a new song alive in me. Right in here that was so real. No longer blinded by the darkness of my, my situation. Not long after that, I was an eyewitness of Jesus with about 500 others. I mean, this was real. And, and, and I became not just the eyewitness, I became an eyewitness to let others know about this. Jesus, you can too. I know it may seem different in your time, but Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's just to see him work, to break through the darkness. He changed my circumstances, yes, but he did more than that. He changed my life. He gave me life. And I just want to be able to, to give him praise. I really want you to think about that where you're at for your life. I share a song with you again. This is a little different, but how are you? This is what he's done for me, and I gotta praise him. I see 
And now my life song sings And now my life song sings And now my life song sings I once was dead But now I live I once was dead But now I live Now my life To you I give Now my life to you I give now my life to you I give hallelujah hallelujah let my life song sing to you Hallelujah, Hallelujah, let my life song sing to you. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, let my life song sing to you. Thank you, Jesus. Not just for giving me physical sight, but for giving me a much greater sight to see you. Not just to see eternal life, but the life here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Have you recognized what Jesus has done on the cross for you? Can you see the gift that he's holding out freely and have you freely received it? Not just for eternal life, but for a new life. To put a new song in your heart, just like he did for me. To have him open up your eyes to see for the first time. I'm not just talking about, say, that you're religious, that you, yeah, you believe in Jesus. That's what I said, remember? I said, I believe in God. I believe in the facts. All the facts you could tell me, yes, I would say, yes, 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 I believe all that. I had the facts down, but I didn't have faith down. Not a faith that truly trusted in Jesus Christ alone for my salvation. Not a faith that truly trusted for the forgiveness of my past for a power to live in the presence and for the promise to live forever at home with Him. If this is something that you want, I just want to ask that you pray with me even right now to surrender your life to Him and receive all of this. For some, maybe you've done that and you've 
wandered far away. Your eyes are not really looking upon Jesus now, but let me tell you something. His eyes are looking on you. He's right there. All you got to do is turn around. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, we thank you. And even for each one, just praying. Lord, I thank you that you died on the cross, taking my place and my punishment. Because I am a sinner. And I can't do this on my own. So Jesus, forgive me. Come into my life. Take control. I commit all to you. Open my eyes to see. Put a new song in my heart. And help me to come alive with your resurrection power even now. Lord Jesus, come. Be Savior and Lord. If you pray that, I encourage you to let us know either on the comments that are there, a, a message that you send on Facebook or an email or get on the church website. Give us a call even. Let this Resurrection Sunday not just be about the facts, but about your faith being resurrected.